It's Becca. And this is Ryan. And welcome to Creepology. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Becca. (laughs) Sorry. We're not repeating what we were just talking about on the pod, for the record. We're moving on from that. No, do you remember how um, last episode Ryan talked about how the shit that we talk about when as soon as we click the little red light to turn off to record, it has usually nothing to do with either the podcast or the episode itself. It's usually something either crazy or ridiculous. Today it happened to be both. Um, a A lot of weird things happened today. Um... I went on, like, a rant about not being able to have a hot girl Halloween because people are not getting vaccinated, and I'm really mad about it. Um, Get your vaccines, people. I specifically cited, like, Tommy Laren, who... It's not a secret. We're not... We're, I have, we, we're beefing. We're not friends. Um, <laughs> She's our number one fan. I can't believe you'd do that to our fan base. We're beefing. I know. Um, but... Even more exciting. Um, so Ryan introduced me to this super fun term that I had never heard before, or like phrase. It's like gifts from the twilight zone. Ryan, do you want to oh. do you want to explain what that <laughs> means? <laughs> so we were texting the other night, and you were like, uh, you were talking about how you get drunk and order yourself on Amazon, or order yourself stuff on Amazon, which like I do that too. Everyone does that. And I refer to that as gifts from the twilight zone because it's like <laughs> you're giving yourself presents even though you're not fully like aware you're giving yourself <laughs> presents. And I loved it. Um, and so that's now my new favorite term um, because it does happen a lot more than I would care to admit, especially especially <laughs> now that I have a job and like I am making a little bit of, of money and it's not the podcast. It's another job. Um, but... Uh, and, and so now that I have, like, money in my bank account, I'm like, oh, okay, that looks fun. So I was texting with a friend who's also a listener of the show, and we were talking about the Birds Aren't Real episode, and she's a vet. And so she was, like, schooling me on the logistics of, like, what the bird drones would be and all this stuff. And she was like, you know, Becca, I, I, think, I think I'm a believer in, in Birds Aren't Real. And I was like, okay, love that for you. Um... And then she she managed to find her way to the merch page on the Birds Aren't Real website. And then I found my way to the Birds Aren't Real page. And then we went back and forth on purchases that they either should make. Wait, you gave them money? You actually bought from Birds Aren't Real? I did. Ryan, I did. So Ryan blew the punchline. I bought a hat from the Birds Aren't Real website. And I wanted to share with everybody what came in the package. So first of all, oh, this is new to me though. Yes. So I bought the I bought they have a bucket hat, and it's like the Google font that says like birds aren't real. I loved it. I thought it was great. Very chic. Very chic. Very in style. I feel and just you know, I wish that this hat was around Ryan when you and I were in college for day drinks. That would have been it. Would have been a hit. I feel. You know my drunk thing is hats, right? I always yes. Wear a you hat always when wear I'm a drunk. hat. Yeah. I would have stolen that. It would have been mine already. Sorry. Not sorry. Well, I'm going to hide my hats. Because um, Ryan's coming to visit me next week. It's so exciting. I'm so excited. Um, back to my story. Anyway, so I purchased this hat. It's on my head right now. Um, 
here are some other things that came in the packaging from birdsaren'treal.com. So the packaging, lovely white, nondescript packaging. Except it does say birds aren't real on the bag. My So my significant other, I ordered this to his house because I was I'm I'm I was going to be visiting him. Um and they are apparently located in Fayetteville. Um what is AR? Is that Arkansas? It's not Ar- Arizona, right? Is it Arizona? No, Arizona's AD. Yeah, and I thought Arkansas was AK. What's AR? I think it's Arkansas. Is it Arkansas? That would sound about right, if we're being honest. I just live here. I don't know what um, to tell you. And so what came in the in the bag was this uh, Birds Aren't Real sticker that I will be putting on my laptop immediately. Um, because that's what clients want to see when they're in therapy, right? Is that their, their therapist doesn't believe in birds. Um, <laughs> also, they're going to be like, who's really in therapy right, here? Right, right. Um, also, what came in here is a little infographic. The Drone Field Guide, a basic guide for identifying common bird drone types. That's actually really funny. So, the pigeon, city surveillance. The vulture, public sanitation. Bluebird, retina scanner. Owl, night surveillance. Hummingbird, attack drone. Okay, I've told you about my irrational fear of a hummingbird flying into my (laughs) ear before. Yes, you have. Okay. Um, seagull, coastal surveillance, and they survey. That checks they out. They survey. Oh, um, they be watching. Goose, geese, recreational surveillance. <laughs> I thought those were going to be another attack. Thing. I thought so too. They're not. Hawk, um, regional alpha. Don't know what that means. And then sparrow, general surveillance. Okay. So can you can you hold it up? Can you show the class? Yeah, gotta keep this handy. I'll scan it and send you a picture. Cute. Yeah. And then here's this is my favorite. I got an official cardstock birds aren't real official membership card. I don't know how to help you anymore, Becca. I think you're too far gone at this point. So it's signed by a man named Donovan Clay, who is Oh my God! Really? Yeah. Who's the? It's I don't know who that it's is. obviously copied and pasted. Um, he is the minister of the bird brigade. <laughs> That's his title. And then it'll say, "This will certify that blank for my name." Um, is a member of the birds aren't real movement. And then underneath of it, in the fine print, I can barely read it. It says. The bearer of this card has signified their earnest desire to spread the feathered gospel, which states that all birds were genocided by the U.S. government and replaced with surveillance. Were, were genocided by the U.S. government and replaced with surveillance bird or with surveillance drone replicas that were built by LSD'd out people in the seventies. In the seventies, in bunkers that were created because the government escalated a conflict in Vietnam solely so that they could build all of this stuff and get iron ore. So I haven't decided if I'm going to sign this membership card or not. I don't know. I don't know if I want to like actually make it official. You have to. I feel like I have to. I feel like I'm too far gone. Um, Although, you know what? I haven't heard from Flat Earthers. No one has contacted me since I went onto their website. They're waiting to jump you. That's not, that's not funny. (laughs) That, that scares me. That I live in Chicago. That freaks me out. 
they're they're in an airplane right now, just hovering, waiting for you to circle. Right, to they're waiting for or me. The they're heck. waiting for me to repel upwards with the rest of the earth <laughs> and get to their spot. Yeah. So um, that that's been my day. It's been awesome. Um, I also had a so in my in my throes of anger because of not possibly not being able to have a hot girl Halloween. Um, I also was listening to a podcast that I really love and, um, the hosts used the phrase, um, it hits different. Now, I don't know why this phrase bothers me so much, but it re- like, I hate it when people say it, like when they say it, like for, se- like for serious, like not ironically, it makes me really angry. I don't know why. So my question of the day for Ryan is what is like a phrase, a word or something that just like makes you mad for no reason and you have no explanation besides the vaccination stuff? Because there is a reason. Yeah. Like if we're keeping it to like sayings and stuff, it's all of the garbage that like it's like your answer is like, yeah, no shit. Like, oh, it's (laughs) always the last place you look like. Yeah. Why would you keep looking for it? After you already found it. Like, yeah, it's going to be the last place you look for it. Or like, well, it takes all types. Like, what does that even mean? It doesn't mean anything. So so you don't like cliches? Is that what they're called? I guess not. So like, so say like Ryan, like in the future, I'm I'm cradling, you know, the potato child that I created. And I look at, and you look at me and you're like, Becca, how do you do it? And I'm like, it takes a village. What would you say? I I would take the child and throw it out a window right in front of you. You don't like it takes a village either? No, because it's just like, I, wh- where's your village? It's going to be you and like probably just your family. Maybe a friend or two along the way. I will never touch your child. Sorry, I don't like kids. You're not going to, you're not going to touch my kid? Unless I'm a godparent. No, I'm not going to touch your kid. And that's not like a threat. I'm not expecting that from you. But like... It's, it's required for the ceremony. I will only... I will not touch it outside of that. <laughs> I will only allow you to be a godparent if you wear an actual tuxedo, like in The Godfather. All the time or to the ceremony? We'll, we'll pick, Don't we'll answer pick that. a happy medium. <laughs> <laughs> Are you drinking a lacrosse? A lacroix. It is a black raspberry. It tastes like yogurt. It's kind of good, actually. I... D- yeah. <laughs> I just got instant karma because I was going to make fun of you for drinking LaCroix. <laughs> Sorry, I have money. Uh. <laughs> I was going to say, I hope that you enjoyed, I hope that you're enjoying the drink that tastes like TV static while somebody in the next room whispers the name of the drink. Oh, are you not a seltzer water? Seltzer water? See, seltzer water? I am, but not LaCroix, 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 whatever it is. I'm not, I don't know. I'm also here for me. Here's, it's very hit or miss. Here's something else that makes me mad. Um, when somebody tells like, oh my God, you have to do this or you have to watch this. You have to try this. Like, no, I don't. I don't like that either. Cause for me, it's like, well now I'm not going right, to. Now I'm not going <laughs> to. There is a reason why I have not watched the show Downton Abbey because everybody tells me, oh my God, Becca, you have to watch it. You love it. No, I'm not going to watch it. I will. I would only watch that show for Maggie Smith. I don't care about anything else. I don't really know if I want to hear about English people upset about who showed their ankle during their promenade. Like, Okay, to be fair, though, The Crown, nothing happens in that show. It is so boring. 
I could not stop watching it. I was on a crown kick for like a long I time. I mean, I watched Bridgerton, but I think that we can all assume why that I was watched. Was a lot of sex. Right. It was a bunch of horny people. Correct. <laughs> okay, but I went I went into that show knowing nothing about it, and then I came out the other side just like like dazed and confused. Like I I literally Ryan, I stayed up all night watching that show. I couldn't stop. All night. Yikes. I didn't I did not go to sleep. I haven't watched it. Because the main dude, the was his name? Uh, Rene Jean. Oh, beautiful. But yeah, don't tell me that I have to watch something or I have to do something because I'm not going to end up doing it. I'm just, I'm not. I'm not. No, it's fair. It's 100% there was fair. That, there, that was a big reason. And like, my, <laughs> I don't think that my sister watches the show, but if she does listen to the show, love ya. Um, but there's a reason why I, I hated the artist Sam Smith for a while. Because my sister, girl, I know, I know, go with So you're homophobic. No, I am not homophobic. Becca's homophobic, confirmed on the pod. (laughs) There is a reason why I never listened to him until high school, because she used to, like, sit in our parents' car and talk about how much she loves Sam Smith and, like, obsess over it and be like, oh my god, Becca, like, you're, like, you don't like music unless you listen to Sam Smith. And I'm like, all right, cool, then I'm not going to listen to Sam Smith. And then, and then Dancing with a Stranger came out, and I was like, okay, I need to listen to Sam Smith now. Oh, yeah, that's a good song. And then... We need to... We're, we're I know, 13 and a half I know, I'm in. so we sorry. Gotta... We, we, got, we got too much bots today. Banta. We got too much Banta. I've also been watching a lot of Too Hot to Handle, so I've been talking in a, in a British accent for the last Jesus 24 Christ. hours. Go. You're... Yeah. Okay, you're, you're kicking us I'm off I'm kicking today. us off. It's okay. I'm like, today is very chaotic. I got my birds aren't hat, or my birds aren't real hat on. Like, it's, it's a thing. Um, so as you all have seen from the title today and our next episode, we are going to be talking about the case of, or the murder of Dee Dee Blanchard. Um, so spoiler alert, somebody dies in this story. Um, but under, there is so much crazy stuff happening under the surface with this case. Like the, on this Christian podcast, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, (laughs) But, I mean, the layers and layers and layers and layers that go, like, like there are more layers than Shrek has layers in, like, in this case, in my opinion. I'm really shocked that you didn't react to my Shrek comment, but I'm just going to keep moving on from that because I'm honestly a little bit offended, but it's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, like I, so, um, you know, this all kind of sparked in the news when an infamous, a now infamous Facebook post that still exists and has not been taken down by Facebook or by anybody. Ew, that's weird. It, it, I literally went on the internet this morning and found it. Like, it's still there. Um, it said on Dee Dee and Gypsy had a share, Gypsy Rose, her daughter, had a shared Facebook account. And um, it appeared that Dee Dee had posted a message that said, that bitch is dead. And so there's all these people like commenting like, oh, no, prayers, like hope everything is OK. Like, Didi, this isn't like you. Like, what's going on? And then the 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 Didi and Gypsy Facebook account then comments later on that thread. I fucking and OK, and I'm going to raise my voice because it's in all caps. So don't be alarmed. It says, I fucking slashed that fat pig and raped her sweet, innocent daughter. Her scream was so fucking loud. LOL. Unquote. 
Jesus. And I and I used the caps to emphasize the message. Um and I just I just I had a little note. Um right under that message about like slashing Dee Dee's throat, um, this like little old sweet lady commented like, Dee, what's wrong? Sorry, Deborah. Dee's not home anymore. I don't know why that made me laugh so much, but yeah. So this was posted. It was weird. Um, everybody that knew Dee Dee and Gypsy knew that this was very out of the ordinary for them. Um, and so concerned friends were calling the house. Nobody was answering, which was also strange. Um, but like Ryan is going to talk about in a little bit, Gypsy um, had a lot of medical problems. She had a lot of medical problems her entire life. And so concerned, like, friends and neighbors, they knew that Dee Dee and Gypsy did go on a lot of medical trips, um, you know, to specialized hospitals, Disney World, whatever it was. Um, and so they they decided to show up and just check on everybody because of the Facebook post and stuff. But they saw that her Kia, like, her car, the Kia Cube, like, remember the commercials with the hamsters? Like, that's the car that she drove. Um, and, you know... The real crime in all of this. A Kia? Is that she drove a Kia Cube. Is that she drove a Kia Cube? Yeah, probably. Um, But when no one eventually answered the door, they called 911. um, And the police actually had to wait for a search warrant to go into the house. So nobody entered what? Fun fact about that that I thought was a little suspect. The police allowed a neighbor to climb through a window and investigate the house before they had a warrant. Which I was like, that doesn't feel correct. That doesn't feel legal. But they didn't have them, like, go into any of the rooms or anything in case there was, like, still someone there. So the neighbor didn't see anything. But obviously something was wrong. Yeah. I'll let you <laughs> explain. Yeah. Um, so it took the police, like, a couple hours to actually get into the house. Um so the police entered the house and almost immediately noticed that the house was mostly undisturbed. Mail was still there. You know, keys were still there. Stuff was still there. Um, and soon they walked back into the bedrooms and found um, Dee Dee Blanchard lying dead in her bed. Um, so almost immediately after her body was found, um, a GoFundMe account was set up um, to pay for Dee Dee's funeral expenses and potentially gypsies. Um, you know, those that knew their family and, um, you know, what was always splashed on the news and what was seen on, on Facebook and stuff were these narratives about Gypsy being super sick and being helpless and being missing, um, you know, this like poor, unfortunate, mentally ill, sick child is missing. We have to find her. Um, and it was also just really concerning to those that knew about about this family because um, Gypsy needed a wheelchair and a feeding tube. And so their concerns were like, where is Gypsy? Like, we need to know where she is. Like, she, she isn't going to be able to get her medicine. Um, but this girl, Aaliyah, who ends up being really important, um, she is a really, really, she became a really good friend to Gypsy. Um, you know, in fact, she really kind of took over this, like, big sister role with Gypsy. She lived right across the street from them. Um she told the cops this cute little story about how Gypsy had an online boyfriend um, that her mom didn't know about and that she frequently used the internet without her mom's permission. 
Um, and in fact, Aaliyah also had printouts of Gypsy and this boy's conversations that were pretty explicit in nature. Um, and we are definitely going to be referencing um, those messages later. But the next day, the poli- so the, the day after the police found Dee Dee's body, um, the police in Waukesha County, which um, don't call it a callback, but Waukesha was where the Slenderman uh, stabbing happened. Um, so the, the police in Waukesha County, um, went to this guy, um, Nicholas Godijan's house, um, in Big Bend, Wisconsin, and he and Gypsy were hiding out there, which I have in my notes, dumb, LOL, because they're hiding in the most obvious place. Um, (laughs) but they were, they were able to find, um, you know, Nicholas Godijan's house because, um, it turned out that he... Or somebody using his computer was the one who posted those messages on Facebook. And so all it took was a quick reverse search on that IP address, and they found him, like, almost immediately. Um, they were extradited from Wisconsin and sent back to um, Minna, is it Minnesota. Is that where this is? Missouri. Missouri, right. Missouri. Uh, I'm not very good with states. I'm not very good with geography. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but they were extradited back to Minnesota and were held on a million-dollar bail. Missouri whatever yes it's missouri (laughs) they were extradited to missouri and people um rushed to ask how they could help how they could help pay bond like how they could you know put their money and resources in but everything changed when green county sheriff um jim arnett warned that quote things are not always what they appear when when referencing this case um, the media soon broke the, the story and the truth about the Blanchard's lives that Gypsy Rose had never been sick, could actually walk, and that her mother had been making her pretend to be sick using physical, mental, emotional, and medical abuse. The sheriff urged people to stop donating money until the investigators learned truly how deep the fraud of this family went. Well... Ryan is going to tell us what happened right after this break. Okay, so before the break, we sort of prefaced the story with, like, the main event. What happened? We found out that Dee Dee Blanchard was murdered. Now, uh, to start, we're going to talk about the background of the main characters involved in all this. So to start, we'll talk about the main girl herself, Dee Dee Blanchard, who was born Claudine Pitre, I think is her last name, um, on May 3rd, 1967. Uh, She grew up in Louisiana, uh, the Golden Meadow area to be specific, uh, which is closer to like the Gulf area. And she was one of five children uh, from Claude and Emma Louise, same last name. Uh, oh, so she was named right. after her dad. Interesting. I did not make that connection. So, <laughs> cool. Claudine, Claude. I just, I, Claude is such a weird name. I didn't put it together that Claudine was the, the feminine version. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but okay. yes, named after her dad, apparently. Um, So in her younger years, her family recounts her acting out and behaving poorly. Uh, They say she would steal things from family members uh, when things wouldn't go her way. 
Uh, this ended up manifesting differently later in life. Uh, and this is, you know, a pretty wild story, so you know we're going to talk about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But to continue with her background, uh, she met Rod Stewart in either the late 1980s or early 1990s. I couldn't find exactly when they like started dating. But he was 17 at the time, and she was 24. So, kind of gross. She's a cougar. Whatever. Respect the hustle. Uh, and she. Yeah, but not not when it's a teenager. That's true, and that's outside of the. Uh, what is it called when you're only like two years apart? So it's okay. Well, I I don't know the um, age of consent in Louisiana. I don't know if it's 16 or older, but. Regardless, Unsure. significant age difference. Regardless, and yes. like a kid, he was still a kid basically. He was in high school. Yeah. Like. Yeah. But she did end up becoming pregnant, so they got married out of necessity, pretty much. Uh, this did not end up lasting very long, though. Rod is quoted saying that he woke up on his 18th birthday and realized he wasn't where he was supposed to be. Uh, and then he continues. Oh to my say, god. What. Can you, can you imagine waking up next to somebody and that's what they think? Like, you find out later that, like, that's what they have to say about you, that they woke up next to you and were like, I made a mistake. I mean, it, I don't think it was, like, he made a mistake with herness. I mean, I guess it is a mistake because he, he talks about he, like, married for the wrong reasons and that he didn't love Dee Dee anymore. Uh, and also, he left right after she gave birth. But, I mean, being 17, it's like, yeah, that's not what you want to do with your life. So, I kind of get it. Yeah, I yeah, I get it. And, I mean, with how things turned out. Dodged a bullet. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Uh, they did try to mend things a couple times. So, they did sort of put in an effort to get back together, probably for Gypsy's sake. But it never mm-hmm. stuck, so... They stayed separated pretty much for Gypsy's entire life. Well, definitely for Gypsy's entire life. Definitely for the rest of Dee Dee's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but for the scope of this story, like for the main event we're going to be talking about, Dee Dee's described as being a larger woman. From what I saw, she was very homely, so like typical mom vibes. Uh, her friends described you know, her as, like short hair, the mom jeans, very like, the, that. like the cute, like Disney sweatshirts, like very 90 or very early 2000s mom. Yes. I would say yeah. not from the Midwest, but I would say like that, that adopts energy. like adopts that. Yeah, yeah. Adopts that energy. Uh, friends describe her as affable, which means like good humor, caring, compassionate, that sort of thing. Um, so this is all how she's presenting um, at the time of her death. Mm-hmm. She would tie her curly brown hair up in ribbons. She would wear bright colors. Uh, and also during the time of this story, uh, she was unemployed and acting as a full-time caretaker to Gypsy Rose, who is her daughter. Friends would mm-hmm. also describe her as super caring and devoted to Gypsy, uh, but then she would also make time for anyone else who needed it in her life. So, despite, you know, troubled past, outwardly presenting, she's super nice and kind to everyone. Mm-hmm. So, at this moment, she doesn't sound super bad. She just kind of sounds like a typical mom, almost. Yeah, definitely. 
Uh, but now we're going to dig into the darker parts of her background. So, as I mentioned, in her youth, she did struggle with petty theft, mainly from family members. This evolved later in life into more serious transgressions. The one I kept seeing was that she would write bad checks. Um, but there were other crimes I know attributed to her uh, that caused her to constantly change her name and use like different variations of her name. So her name was Claudine. She would go by like, you know, Dee Dee obviously is what we know her as in the story. Uh, there was one like Deborah, mm-hmm. Deidre, like she would change her name a bunch so people couldn't yeah, like, catch she had up a bunch. She had a bunch of aliases. Yeah. Um, and then her also, her family has also gone on the record to throw suspicion on her that she killed her own mother by depriving her of food. So that's not good. We already have one no. alleged murder. And then her family also thinks she tried to kill her own stepmother by lacing her food with Roundup, which I think everyone knows, but it's a type of weed killer. So one full on murder that she's suspected of. And then another attempted murder that everyone thinks she's responsible yeah. for. So, <laughs> and her family does not hold back about this kind of stuff. They like, hate her. Like there was no hate, love loss when she died. They hate her so much. So Ryan and I got most of this information from articles, and then there's a really, really good documentary on HBO called um, "Mommy." deadly dearest or something i think it's it's mommy like, dead and mommy dearest or mommy dead and dearest mommy dead like no that. i think it's like mom yeah like mommy dead and dearest like something like that um and that is an actual documentary now there was in what was it 2019 a live action like dramatized reenactment of what happened that's on hulu it's called the act also very good However, Gypsy Rose has gone on record and said that she doesn't really like how she was portrayed. Um, But I will save my thoughts for later because I have a lot of thoughts on Gypsy Rose. Please continue, Ryan. (laughs) Yeah, so I I have in the notes here that both of those, uh, Dee Dee trying to kill her mom and stepmom, while they are alleged, if the shoe fits, as we'll talk about when I think it does, she's probably wearing it, so... Would not be surprised if she actually, if those, both of those suspected crimes are true. So anyway, definitely fits. some suspicious things that have come out about Dee Dee's past that sort of help add color to what has happened with, what we know now has happened with Gypsy Rose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, on to the next person. He's not talked about a ton in the story, and actually there's not that much information on him, just like on the internet. But Rod Stewart, who is Gypsy Rose's dad and Dee Dee Stewart's ex, it, like he's still worth mentioning because like you would think he would have played a bigger part, uh, especially because he did try to keep regular contact with Gypsy. And his child support checks to Dee Dee were like initially a huge part of how they like sustained themselves. Uh, he did end up getting eventually remarried. And he and his new wife, like, they continued efforts to try and keep in contact with Gypsy. She is his daughter, after all. So, like, it makes sense that he would want to try to talk to her and keep in contact. And they even tried to plan visits to see her, but at the last second, Dee Dee would cancel or change plans. Or basically, like, do anything in her power to keep them from coming to see her. Yeah, but then she would tell Gypsy that they didn't want to see her or that, like 
he canceled. He doesn't care about her. Yeah, and, like, she would also go on to tell everyone else, because, like, outsiders would ask, like, you know, where her father was in the picture. And she would tell people that he was abusive, he was an alcoholic, he was addicted to drugs, like, all these horrible things that were very not true, just to, like, Mm -hmm. paint him in this bad light and, like, make it make sense why he wasn't around. He, and, like, even after everything, (laughs) I have in the notes gestures broadly... (laughs) That happens with this story. He really doesn't comment that much on it. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was interesting, because, like... I guess he didn't really have much contact with Gypsy, so maybe it makes sense, but, like... You'd think he'd be like, holy shit, I can't believe I married that psychopath and, like, sort of let my daughter live with that person, but right, not his fault right. at all. No. And we'll find out that Dee Dee is an expert at manipulation. And so yes. this dude probably knew that he this was a lose-lose scenario for him. Yeah. Um, like, if he tried to fight for Gypsy Rose, he just looks like an asshole who's, like, trying to tear a child away from her mother. Um, but, I mean, even nowadays we've seen this, especially in the, you know, 90s, like, you know, the my 90s 80s whenever this like i think it was the 90s when all this happened like typically courts side with the mother so i think that rod knew that it probably wasn't going to work out for him um but i i appreciate the effort definitely and even on the part of the stepmother too like i think that that really says something well and like one of the main things with this whole story is like outside looking in dd and gypsy were like mother-daughter goals like right all of the doctors yeah all the doctors were like oh my god this is the best family we've ever treated like neighbors and stuff would be like oh they're so close that's so awesome like no one had any suspicions that there was anything nefarious going on behind the scenes so like yeah it would have not have worked out for rod to try like it's totally not him his fault i'm trying i'm not trying to paint him in a bad light or anything by talking about him but like Obviously, he's her dad, so I wanted to at least mention him. Yeah, And, like, definitely. where he was with all this. Um, so now I'm going to dig into Gypsy Rose, but I think we're going to go on a break before I dive into that, just because it's, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, probably a good idea. All right. Take a palate cleanser, take a breather. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Okay, so before the break, we gave some background on Dee Dee Blanchard and Rod Blanchard, who are both of Gypsy Rose's parents, who we are going to talk about now. So Gypsy Rose was born July 27th, 1991, in Golden Meadow, Louisiana. So same place as Dee Dee, where Dee Dee grew up. Uh, Her name came from Dee Dee liking the name Gypsy, which... That is a problematic gypsy. You're not supposed to call, use that word. So calling that out. Uh, and then her dad being a Guns N' Roses fan. So gross. Kind of a corny name. But she didn't pick it. <laughs> anyway. Uh, while she was born a bit prematurely, family reports that she was a perfectly healthy baby. And her dad has actually gone on record and like corroborated this. So no issues when she was first born. Uh, I'm, I'm also going to mention here, there's one caveat about her age. While she was born in 1991, 
Gypsy didn't learn her real age and birthday until much later. In fact, I think she was 18 or 19 when she first learned how old she actually was. She was definitely a legal adult. Yeah. By the time she learned how old she actually was. Which is crazy. Um, but the reason for this is Dee Dee would continuously falsify birth certificates and medical records and stuff like that to make Gypsy appear on paper at least younger and then physically it was the malnourishment and abuse that made her appear younger <laughs> yeah so you know just just that old that, thing that, that old, old chestnut thing. yeah so just wanted to bring that up about her birthday <laughs> yeah yeah that's good that's important to remember that like this child didn't even know her birthday yeah like completely shut off was, from who she was right completely no autonomy whatsoever like to not even know your birthday I, like that's such a small thing like i like anymore i don't even care about my birthday but like to not know what it was that's so weird oh but the web just keeps on spinning it just keeps getting worse yeah. like when 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 you think it's it's bad it gets worse yeah that is the i did a timeline of my main resource for a lot of this was like a timeline that broke down basically the progression of crazy cuz it's like, it starts off, I get into it, well, I'll get into it, but, so right after she was born, right after Gypsy was born, Dee Dee would claim that Gypsy suffered from sleep apnea, and she would continue to believe this even after several hospital visits showed no evidence that this was the case. So, mm-hmm. she's already pushing the narrative that Gypsy's some sickly child. And then this sleep apnea non-diagnosis stemmed into a wider range of speculated health concerns. She usually contributed attributed all these to like a unspecified chromosomal disorder, which I don't even know how many chromosomal disorders there are or what they would do to cause any of this, but that was like her fallback on like what she would say was wrong with Gypsy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, like none of this was true, proven, or verified. She was just kind of saying this stuff. Um, another diagnosis yeah. was muscle muscular dystrophy, uh, and this was a big one. Uh, this was leveraged into Gypsy Rose having to use crutches and a walker for most of her younger years because her mom was convinced she had muscular dystrophy, so she forced her to use like crutches and a walker. Even though, again, just like the sleep apnea, she kept getting negative tests for muscular dystrophy. Um, And what's crazy to me is even after these negative tests, she's treated for muscular dystrophy. Which, like, I don't know as a doctor why you would sign off for that. It's like you have a negative cancer test and they start treating you with chemo. Like, I don't understand where the doctors were at with this. I don't either. Um, there's there's a lot. So so the documentary on HBO um, went went a lot into the doctors and like how could a doctor let some of this stuff happen? Um, and so this the types of people that that do these things that you know inner that that put people in these situations. Um, they they learn how to manipulate they learn how to be um you know smarter than everybody else they know how to pick 
pieces that can't necessarily be proven. So like an unspecified chromosomal disorder, everybody could have one of those because we don't know. Like we, we just, we don't know how, like how it could affect. Well, um, and it's like keeping and, it big I mean, enough. So like it could be anything. Right. Like it right. doesn't mean anything. And D and Dee also did work for the healthcare field. So she knows all the buzzwords she knows all the processes and and she i mean she she knows what she's doing um when do you want to mention munchausen's i have a it's coming up i have a thing on it okay cool cool cool. yeah so so dd knows what she's talking about but anyway so again despite the negative tests gypsy is treated for muscular dystrophy in 2001 so she was about 10 years old at this time and I didn't realize this, but muscular dystrophy treatment is, like, very intense. She had surgery on, like, mm-hmm. her eye muscles. She had a feeding tube installed. And her salivary glands were actually removed. Which, a big part of this was, like, it, I think when you have muscular dystrophy, you kind of, like, lose control of your mouth and, like, salivary glands and stuff like that. Yeah. So, Gypsy Rose would, like drool on herself and like that I think was like presenting as muscular dystrophy but the issue is Dee Dee actually would use like Oragel in her mouth so she like wouldn't be able to tell if her mouth was open or not and so like that would make her drool and then also just like the medical abuse and malnourishment and stuff caused that as well yeah um but anyway the the removal of the salivary glands was like a big deal because it caused a lot of her teeth to rot out and then get extracted. So all of her teeth right now are basically a part of a bridge, I believe. Yeah. I, I'm, I believe so as well. Yeah. Which sucks. Like I, uh, it's so terrible. Mm-hmm. And again, 10 years old when all this happened, um, backing up a little bit, uh, when she was seven or eight, so just a couple years prior to all this happening, she did have a minor accident on her grandfather's motorcycle, resulting in a slight abrasion on her knee. So I'm thinking she just kind of like fell off a little bit and skimmed, skimmed her knee. Yeah. Nothing serious at all. But Dee Dee leveraged this then into her being wheelchair bound. And she would claim that it was doctor mandated, even though it definitely was not. And wasn't that pretty much the point on when she was in the wheelchair was like right after this accident? Yeah. I think it was like yeah. slightly gradual, like, but this was how Dee Dee introduced the wheelchair into her life. And then, yep, yep, yep. Then, like, mm-hmm. it, the scrape would turn into muscular dystrophy, which would turn into her not being able to walk. Yeah, which muscular dystrophy is a genetic disorder. You can't catch it. So. Whatever. Just, just you know, just food for thought. <laughs> right. Uh, so Gypsy Rose's development stage of her life and early childhood and all that was essentially just back-to-back severe medical conditions and trauma that, uh, you know, we talked about this, completely fabricated. Uh, but it's all she ever knew. So, like, imagine being, like, from baby to into your teens, you're just told you're sick and all these things are wrong with you, like, how do you know any better? Right, and her mom would talk for her, her mom would make her choices for her, 
Her mom would bathe her. Her mom would put pills down her throat that she had no idea what they were. Her mom told her that she was allergic to sugar. So she couldn't eat, like, cupcakes and candy, like, at a party. Like, it's... It, it's it's sick is what it, like it's really really scary to think about how much control parents have over their kids and that they use this like that this is what they do with that like that's what's scary yeah it's also said that like gypsy rose didn't speak up for herself in hospitals because her mom would be holding her hand and every time gypsy rose would start to talk about anything that might indicate she isn't actually sick her mom would basically like crush her hand like mm-hmm. hurt her and then would physically abuse right, and her then, when they got home. Right. And then they would get home and, I mean, like, Dee Dee would make Gypsy promise that she was going to be a good girl and that she was going to sit in her wheelchair. like. Or I also saw she got leashed and chained to her bed. Yep. I did see that, so too. So it's uh, so fucked. And that's her whole life, basically, was like this. Yeah. So that's where we're at. <laughs> good times and also there are like other factors that sort of reinforce this idea that gypsy rose was not like a normal child even though she definitely could have been had everything gone her way Mm -hmm. uh but like Didi would take her to the special olympics and consistently would take her to like child themed events even as she got older and so would like continue to perpetuate this narrative that she was like a very young child even though like her age was being faked so she was much older in reality but like this immature childish narrative was like constantly getting pushed on her uh she was homeschooled also throughout this whole time of her life as well I saw second grade, but some people are speculating that she was also homeschooled as early as kindergarten, so never got any formal education. And the reason for this, obviously, Dee Dee chalked it up to needing to better care for her in the home. Uh, But then Gypsy Rose also had to teach herself to read using Harry Potter books, so I don't think much learning was actually going on under Dee Dee's care not surprisingly imagine how many drugs she was on how was she able to retain any information and I don't know how people teach themselves how to read like that's crazy to me I don't know either um that's a strong person is is what that is but yeah yeah so now we're gonna jump to 2005 after Hurricane Katrina decimated Louisiana. So this was like a big pivotal moment in their story. Dee Dee and... Oh yeah, and everybody in our age cohort should remember how how devastating Hurricane Katrina was. Like, it was was rough. Yeah, Louisiana was like completely leveled, which, you know, is why this is so viable, like Dee Dee's lies. Um, But Dee Dee and Gypsy Rose moved into special needs housing, this was still located in Louisiana at the time. I think it was just like temporary assisted living pretty much. Um, but the hurricane gave Dee Dee the excuse to say that all of Gypsy Rose's medical records were lost because of the flooding, which I don't really know how that is even a viable, viable excuse because like it's the 21st century. Like I'm sure, 
I, it must have been some shitty hospital if it wasn't like backed up somewhere or like you know like but i mean if you if you think about it if you if you bring your child in for like an emergency in 2005 they didn't have the means to quickly look up on epic which is in which is a, uh, an electronic medical record system and find out what their problem was like if somebody like <laughs> in the dinosaur ages if somebody came in with an emergency or if they came in with a problem, like they had to have their records on them. And so this was like a perfect excuse for Dee Dee to be like, oh yeah. Well, and it also could be like, you know, even just like moving away from like keeping records personally, it could also be like, oh, you know, you're not going to be able to call that doctor because the office lost all the records due to the storm. Yeah. I mean, it worked, but it like, yeah. I don't know. It's just me trying to say that, like, maybe there's some avenue where more could have been done sooner. Like, that's always the approach I'm, I'm taking. I'm sure. I am... I, honestly, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I am positive that there could have been better, like, boxes to check. But we don't know. Yeah, I, I'm jumping ahead a little bit in the notes. But, like, th- that the crazy thing to me was, like, Dee Dee was constantly taking Gypsy Rose to the hospital. It wasn't just, like, random emergency visits. Like... She was constantly out for, like, very like to various treatment centers, going to various doctors, like, regular checkups and visits, like, all over the place all the time. So the fact that, like, no one nowhere noticed anything, like, crazy to me. Until a little bit later, but we'll... I'll talk about that in a sec. Yeah. Um, but anyway, in this assisted living shelter in Louisiana, the doctor there recommended that they actually move to Missouri, you know, which is obviously out of the destruction zone. And this continues mm-hmm. to work out better for them uh, because when they move there, they get a house built for them by Habitat for Humanity. Super cute pink house with a Yeah, it's, wheelchair that, it's that infamous pink house. Yeah. Uh, they got an all-expense-paid trip to Disney. Uh, specialized car for wheelchairs, which is that Kia Cube we talked about. <laughs> Um, they also got several additional gifts from the Make-A-Wish Foundation. I didn't dig into what those were, but apparently they got backstage Miranda Lambert tickets all the time. Which, like, I okay, do you respect the hustle? Wouldn't be my first choice, but whatever. Um, and this is also where they started to get noticed by the local media a lot more. Oh yeah, they were on the news all the time. Yeah. All the time. Um... So I know I was just saying, like, no doctors notice anything, but there was one that stood out. Uh, his name was Dr. Bernardo F- Flasterstein. Yeah, Flasterstein. And he did make, it wasn't much, but he mentioned one comment in his notes one time that he suspected Munchausen's by proxy was at play, which, as we now know, it definitely was. Uh-huh. Like, Dee Dee was definitely afflicted by this, and Gypsy Rose was the victim in this situation well <laughs> aside from the murder i guess but we'll get into that <laughs> yeah um but you know we know Dee's so manipulative she was able to convince the medical staff to show her his notes so she must have thought something was up and when she saw that he suspected her of having munchausen's by proxy she stopped seeing him and cut off all contact not shocked. yeah so that happened in 2007 And then I have a note in here that says most doctors ended up just being totally enamored by them. Several had like went on record saying that they were like their favorite patients. Oh yeah, I'm sure. 
Um, so the next event is there was an instance in 2009 where an anonymous caller, hopefully the doctor that they cut off contact with when they found out he was like onto them. But this was two years later, so probably not. I don't know. But like, I, I would have hoped he would have reached out after that. But this was an anonymous caller. Uh, they called the police and expressed concerns regarding Gypsy Rose and her medical conditions. So someone basically phoned in that they thought she was being abused by Dee Dee specifically. Um, and then when questioned by police, Dee Dee explained that there were inconsistencies in the medical records because the two were actually on the run from Rod. So again, using the father as a scapegoat. Mm-hmm. So this is sort of representing, like, a shifting story, because it was like, oh, Hurricane Katrina destroyed all the records. Oh, now there's in- in- now there's inconsistencies because we're trying to flee an abusive ex situation. So, all over the place. Um, the police did actually identify that Gypsy Rose was 18 at this time, not 14. So, Dee Dee is saying she's four years younger than she actually is. Um, but in the report they say that Gypsy Rose is just suffering from some sort of mental handicap, which again, I don't really like the phrasing on that, but that's how they worded it in their notes. Um, and like, obviously she's going to appear to be childish or like not all there because she's been abused and then she's been treated like a child her whole life. So she's going to seem younger. Mm-hmm. And her, Oh my God, her voice. I'm sorry. I. It's terrible. I have so many thoughts about Gypsy Rose, but the voice, I, I can't, yeah. I can't with the voice. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And that's on purpose. It's on purpose. And her voice is stuck that way now. Oh, really? Like, do you remember when your parents used to tell you when you were little, like, don't make your face like that. It'll stay forever. Like, don't make a funny face at me. It'll stay like that forever. Like her vocal cords are screwed. Yikes. Because of this. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I have. I'll share my thoughts later. (laughs) Anyway, so now we're on to, like, the 2010-2011 era. Uh, And during this time, Gypsy Rose actually became increasingly more aware of her situation. So these were, like, the first hints she was getting that, like, something was up with her mom. Uh, She was able to determine her real age from her insurance card. So, like, good on her for being able to put that together. Uh, But she is what like 19 at this time or something like that i don't know but like she is mm-hmm. an adult um and she also tried to escape for the first time during this time period so she met someone at a sci-fi convention and then they continued like a dressed as a dressed as a princess Ugh. <laughs> sorry just want to shoot she was dressed as a princess Mo- moving on uh ironic anyway <laughs> They continued a brief relationship online, and she ended up meeting him in his hotel room, which I I would immediately just be like, yo, you gotta help me. Like, I'm like, what is going on? Tell me what the real world is like. But anyway, Dee Dee ended up finding them and pulled out her fake birth certificate and was like, yo, you're about to, like, have sex with a minor, which I didn't read anything that it was a sexual encounter. I'm just kind of assuming based on future things we're going to get into and the fact that yeah. he took her to his hotel room, that that was probably going to happen. Um, but Dee Dee was basically like, I'm going to like sick the cops on you for sexually assaulting a minor. And he backed off, even though at this time she was 19. So 
completely an adult. Uh, when they both returned home, so when Gypsy Rose and Dee Dee got home from this incident, Dee Dee smashed the, ha- the family computer with a hammer, and Gypsy Rose has later gone on the record to say that uh, Dee Dee also said that she was like, if like it was the computer now, it's going to be your fingers next. So, pretty extreme physical violence threat. Oh my god, yeah. And I mean, a little bit of an overreaction, in my opinion, but, you know. When you're in this deep, though, like, the slightest thing, you gotta, you gotta keep that ship tight. Oh, she was shaking in her boots. Yeah. She was freaking out. Yeah. Um, and so, from this point on, computer use was only sanctioned while under supervision. So, Gypsy Rose could only use the computer when Dee Dee was, like, hovering over her shoulder. Awesome. Gypsy Rose would continue to use the computer, though, at night after Dee Dee had gone to bed, which is how we now meet our next character in the story, Nicholas Godejohn. Godejohn? Is that how you pronounce it? Godejohn? I think that, I think it's Godejohn. That's John. a fake last name. I'm not going to go to John. <laughs> I won't do it. Anyway. <laughs> there you go. Thanks. Oh my, oh my god. <laughs> go, go away. He was born on May 20th, which, too close to comfort. I don't, it's, it's another cusp, baby. Who knows if that's in myself as well. I'm May 21st. You're, okay, listen. Cusp Geminis are different than actual Geminis. However, I would argue that I am not, obviously I'm not a serial killer. Like, let's let's just put that on the table. However, I am a Gemini. And I realize that a lot of serial killers just so happen to be Gemini. Aquarius is actually the biggest one. Really? Yeah. Oh, I only know about the Gemini thing because everybody likes to remind me that, who is it? Ted Bundy is a Gemini. Um, Donald Trump, he's not a serial killer, but kind of, um, is also a Gemini. I think, or, you know, good old Jeffrey Dahmer. I think he's a Gemini too. Unsure. Um, but Ryan, you're you're so different from Nicholas, and you have a real name, so your last name is real. Thank you. Don't forget that. We're, we're getting to my favorite joke, so I'm very excited. I wrote it in here. Oh, okay. Joseph like almost killed me last night when I told it to him, but I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> anyway, so Nick was born in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Again, Becca beat me to this, but don't call it a comeback or a callback. That's the same place as the Slenderman stabbing. So. Previous episode, if y'all want to give it a listen and a comment and a like. I still, I just, I still love how you say Slenderman. Slenderman? You say it like, you say it like it's some, right, you say it like it's somebody's last name. Like, come in here, Slenderman. I, like, realize that I do it, but uh, I can't help it. (laughs) I got a meeting with Slenderman in 10 minutes. Slenderman. I got to get him his, I got to send him my TPS reports. I'm I'm on a, I'm on a time limit. (laughs) Anyway, back to Nick. There is very little about his life out there. Uh, his mother is Stephanie Goldhammer, and he has a step... Oh my god, he might he might be Slenderman. He looks like Slenderman. Uh, the neck beard kind of gives it... Disperses that illusion for me. That's fair. Okay, continue. Um, so mother, Stephanie Goldhammer, and then a stepfather named Charles. Same last name. I didn't find any information on his actual father. Uh, one little notable tidbit. This is the joke. I'm so excited. Everyone better laugh. On April in, of 2013, Nick had the authorities called on him for watching porn and jerking it in a McDonald's. 
that's not the joke. To I know. which I, I, know, I responded, really... that's definitely some Arby's behavior, though, for they have the meat. Uh, it's meats it's meats plural that's the the commercial is meats all right becca anyway <laughs> it's a- <laughs> it was a funny joke i'm proud of it i i love your joke you should be proud of it that's an awesome joke thank you all that happened before he met gypsy rose though um which we'll get to their relationship now or We're going to take a quick break and then get to their relationship. Okay, so before the break, we introduced good old Nicholas Godijan. Uh, Now we're going to talk about how he got involved with Gypsy Rose. So they actually ended up meeting on a Christian dating site, which is crazy to me. But then again, I feel like religious people are the freakiest behind closed doors. Because, you know, repression and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, right off the bat, Nick introduces Gypsy Rose to, like, like, the kink world and, like, all of his different kinks specifically. It's, like, some real BDSM freaky shit. Like, she would pose with knives and, like, send him pictures of that. And then she would also post, like really submissive faith faith blah, blah, blah. she would post really submissive facebook statuses which i have a quote in here i hate it yeah it's, it's gross on facebook she her status was i'm embracing my role and duties i don't know what the six stands for i think it's an emoji oh um so i'm embracing my role and duties i live and breathe to serve my master talking about nick so barf but yeah definitely i'm not here to king shame so whatever oh the sick you see in a quoted text mark in, the, in a quoted text marks a spelling or grammatical error this means that the text was quoted verbatim and thus the mistake like appears so the reason why it says the sick is because she misspelled duties and then also misspelled breathe breathe gotcha okay yeah. it is breath i added the e because i'm literate <laughs> <laughs> um anyway this relationship persisted for two years until gypsy rose wanted to introduce him to her mother um and now how this wanted how she wanted this to happen i like saw a couple different versions um one was that dd already knew of nick and like their online relationship and like she didn't like it but like allowed it to continue and they were all going to go see a movie together uh the other version which i think is more accurate is gypsy rose orchestrated that they'd like accidentally bump into each other at the movies and it would like appear that this was like a relationship starting organically just from like this right and like and like nicholas with all of his charm was gonna like charm the pants off of Dee Dee and and gypsy psychopath yeah and they were all gonna ride off into the sunset and be a happy family yeah um so regardless of what ended up happening they did meet at the movie theater Dee Dee was there but gypsy rose and nick 
uh, went and had a little. I mean, articles said they were intimate in a bathroom stall, but let's no, they be had real. sex oh, in the bathroom. It was at a movie theater. I said, I <laughs> that's in the notes. I'm like, it's in a movie theater bathroom stall. They had a quickie. <laughs> not, <laughs> they were not. They were not intimate. Yeah, no, they openly admit in their, um, like, in their interviews as well as in, um, like, in their, like, interrogations as well as when Gypsy talks in later interviews that they went into that bathroom and they had sex. Um, so Nicholas insists that Gypsy, quote, didn't give him a choice, unquote, implying, and he recounted that Gypsy supposedly grabbed him and took him into the bathroom in her wheelchair and insisted that they <laughs> not in her wheelchair <laughs> like hey can you keep up <laughs> yeah. can you push me <laughs> I'm gonna throw up and insisted like apparently according to Nick Gypsy insisted they have sex um but they did I, I will say too all the BDSM stuff apparently was totally initiated by Nick and yeah oh yeah that Gypsy Rose quote unquote went along with it just because it's what he was into but I like, think she was into it I don't it. know girl <laughs> some of the some of those photos are wild like she was into it which I'm like yeah. how late is this girl staying up that she is able to do this all night and take these pictures and post them on the internet like well, when I you're wheelchair bound and your whole life is paid for, I'd be staying up all night. That's true. That's, I mean, she probably sleeps all day because Dee Dee drugs her, so. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. But yeah, so they met up at this movie theater. It was, like Ryan said, it was going to be this, like, cute, like, oh, so, you know, I, I just, I met this man and I fell in love with him immediately. Um, but Dee Dee thought that he was strange. Um, and like, no and, and like hurried them away. Okay. The point that often gets lost in this scenario is that Gypsy and her mother were going to see the live action Cinderella remake. Cinderella. Yep. In costume. Oh, I did not read that they were in costume. Wow. They, they were both in full costume. Gypsy so this Rose. bitch got railed in a movie theater bathroom <laughs> stall, in a wheelchair, in a Cinderella costume. In a Cinderella, in a full, there was a corset, there was a wig. It takes all kinds, folks. <laughs> there, there was a wig. Like, it, it was, it, like, they had sex while she was in costume. And Dee Dee was also dressed like a princess as well. So, take with that what Cute. you will. Cute. <laughs> Um, but like, anyway, because all this happened, like Dee Dee found out that they had sex at the movie theater pretty much and like flipped her shit, which like as a parent, all of this other shit aside, like I kind of get that. Um, and she's like, you're not going to see this freak. Like you, you can't talk to him. I want no more contact, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so because of this, Gypsy Rose comes up with two plans. She's either a going to get pregnant and therefore, I'm triggered. Dee Dee will be forced to like accept him into their life. Which oh my god! No... It's all it's almost like that's what happened when Gypsy Rose was born. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> for real. Uh, but then the second option was, oh, we'll we'll kill her. And then Nick didn't want to get Gypsy Rose pregnant, so they're like, oh, I guess that means we have to kill her. Well, I don't think that they were able to figure out like 
how they were going to get her pregnant. Because, like, that has to happen. They were trying in the belly button for too long and just nothing happened. Well, they didn't live close to each other, Ryan. Like, they can't have sex over the internet and make a baby that way. All they would have to do is hold hands a couple times. That's how it happens. Is it? That's what I heard. Oh, I, I heard I heard something a lot different. I think your version sounds a lot more a lot more real than mine. That's why there's too many people on this earth. Too many I, hand holders. I heard that you just like lay on top of your person and then baby. That's what I heard. <laughs> and then baby. <laughs> That's what I heard. No pregnancy, just baby. Just baby. Like one day belly. Next day baby. Like the Sims. Mm. Crazy. Like, like you go under the covers, you shake, you sh- you shake them a little bit, and then the fireworks. No, like the covers, and then fireworks, and then one day belly, next day baby. What's it called in Sims? Woohoo! Woohoo! It's woohooing. You can either woohoo or you can try for a baby. There's no in between. Oh well, at least you have the option. <laughs> you can like passionately kiss, and then you can like make out on the couch, and then woohoo. I mean, that's pretty close to real life. But, like, you as the, like, the god in that scenario have to, like, click on the couch, make them make out, then go to the bed, and then we'll I don't go. like how you referred to me as the god in that scenario, because, like, I play Sims, and now I just feel dirty about it. <laughs> <laughs> I literally have the Sims running in the background of us <laughs> I pre-ordered the new expansion pack and it's currently right now, down. You're literally telling me you're like, you sick fuck. You click kiss. <laughs> you click woohoo. What is wrong with you? I have the new expansion pack currently running in the background. Is that the cottage core lesbian one? <laughs> love it. I gotta get that actually. It's awesome. Oh, I fucking love the Sims. I'm I I literally play it constantly. Like it they're like Ryan, I love The Sims so much that I applied to be a beta tester. <laughs> I go back and forth. It'll be, I'll get on and play for like 12 hours straight. Like I build a super nice elaborate house and then I just, I won't touch it again. So oh my naturally God. I have like almost all the expansion packs. I'm going to build Dee Dee's house. I'm going to build their house. That's my next goal. Oh, that'd be cool. I bet it's I'm, out there. I'm going to build. Gallery. I, I'll I bet, bet it is. I'll house. bet it is, but I want to do it. I want to make it myself. That's fair. It's fair. Um, uh, do we have closing thoughts? Uh, we pretty much covered everything. We're going to get to the... Yeah, we're already sitting at like an hour and so well, 10 I, minutes. So I would just say for closing thoughts, um, I'm going to be getting into a lot more depth next week into what was going on with Dee Dee under the surface. Um, kind of the psychology behind what was going on with her, as well as getting a little bit more in depth into the psychology of what was going on with Nick. Um, because Nick had some issues, um, as, as we saw with him whacking it at a, at a, uh, at a McDonald's. Which I will oh. say, I, I chose to leave those out just cause I figured you would touch on it. So like, there's okay. a lot more to Nick that we didn't talk about. Oh, there's so much more to Nick that we didn't talk about. And Ryan, you forgot the most important detail of him watching porn at McDonald's. Ryan, how long was he in McDonald's jerking off to porn? It was like a whole day. It was nine hours. Yeah. He yeah. was sitting at the same table, pee pee out, quote, fondling himself for nine hours. Nine hours. I guess you can't have it your way. 
I'm Is that done. McDonald's? Yeah, I'm done. We're done. We're done, guys. We're done for the day. That's it. I don't have any. I can't. I'm done with the puns. I can't deal with it. That's my new pet peeve. When Ryan makes puns about people jerking off in McDonald's. <laughs> I've made two fast food puns about that. And honestly, I couldn't be happier. <laughs> Neither could John. Or go to John at this McDonald's. Oh, my God. What do you do for nine hours? I It clearly says what he does for nine hours. <laughs> That's what makes me so mad. That part of it, like, okay, it's it's really easy to make me mad. Um, and this was one that, that made me angry. <laughs> you mean all it takes is jerking off in McDonald's to really make you mad? <laughs> yep, that that's what it is. Yep. <laughs> not Not getting kicked at, screamed at. You know, had every insult thrown at me by my patients. No, it's it's when people whack it at McDonald's. Um, by the you know way, what, if, Becca, jerking off at McDonald's, it just really hits different. Ryan, <laughs> if any of my family are still listening listening to this, you don't know me. You don't know me anymore. <laughs> you aren't my family. You are not my family anymore. <laughs> Please tell me that you clicked off when I said whacking it. I hope you didn't hear that. Okay, um, I think that we should end there because if I hear another fast food pun, I'm going to run my head through a window. <laughs> um, so we have just gotten through, like, what, the first, like, 20 years of Gypsy Rose's life? Um, because remember, guys, she was, like, 19 or 20 when, like, the event happened. Um, the act, as Hulu says. So we're going to get into the specifics of the actual murder, the plan, what ended up happening. Um, as well as the aftermath, the trials. Um, and I have a lot of thoughts, and I think Ryan does too, um, that within recent months, because I, I went into this case having complete, you know, I was completely on one side. Now I'm a little bit in the middle as to how I feel about all the members of the party. Um, so look forward to that. This is going to be like, you know, a little bit like our Slender Man episode where we kind of gotcha excited and now we're gonna finish it out with our with our next episode so please look out for that um and the next time ryan and i record together we're gonna be in the same room so that's gonna be super fun um and because you know ryan and i record from different states so it'll be nice to be in the same room and you know just to hang out with him but one um, microphone do you know how easy that's gonna be to edit i'm thrilled (laughs) (laughs) right it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing um, but please keep listening. Please keep sharing. Please keep, um, you know, we, we've only had one iTunes review since we talked about it. So if, if people are listening and they like us and they want to give us feedback, please put, you know, a review on iTunes. It would really, really help with getting us out there and getting us more listeners. Um, you can find us where Ryan, what, what's the social medias? Instagram is creepology podcast. Twitter is creepology pod. And you can shoot us an email at creepologypodcast at gmail.com. Yes. And please keep telling your friends, tell your family, tell your pets, tell your neighbors, tell the random people that you see on the train. Don't tell the random guy that you see whacking it at McDonald's. Please don't talk to him. Um, right. We don't, we don't, we don't need to associate with, with those guys. Right, Ryan? Correct. Sorry. Correct. Yes. It's okay. He was zoning out. Um. But yeah, um, from all of us here at Creepology, I hope that you, we hope that you have the day you deserve. Genuinely, have the day you deserve. Yes, have the day you deserve.